Welcome to episode seven of the Sophie Lee podcast. Today I'm chatting with Susie Bird, motherhood and newborn photographer from the UK, and we are talking all things outsourcing. So um, both Susie and I have utilized outsourcing for our businesses. So we're sharing experiences on both sides. And I think it's such a beneficial topic and something we get asked about a lot. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. Welcome, Susie, to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me. Thank you so much for asking me to. It's an absolute honor. Well, I had to pay it back after you had me. So, <laughs> so for those who do not know you, which I'm sure won't be too many, but uh, could you just do a little intro, a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business um, before we get into this amazing topic of outsourcing? Absolutely. So I am a motherhood photographer based just outside of Bristol in the UK. And I have been going for around six years now. I've been full time for coming up to three years, I think. I always lose track. I'm always saying it's one year and then it suddenly jumps to the next. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah so I've been in business six years. I work part time to start with. Um, and I specialize in maternity and newborn photography. Um, I actually began my photography journey specializing in dance photography and I photographed ballerinas in the street, um, which is completely different to what I focus on now. Um, but alongside that, it kind of brought me towards the baby photography and that is kind of where my heart is at at the moment. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey for me but I'm loving where I'm at at the moment I think that's when I first found your work as you were on was the, it on, yeah on the cusp of the changeover mm. uh, yeah over to over to babies I remember I found you and then I sort of found you you had it did you have like a sister page with all the all your old all that work from yeah so I still have it so I have um Susie Bird photographer is my uh, dance photography page. And yeah. I, st I still do a bit of it. I probably do 5% dance photography, mainly for brands. Um, and then Susie Bud Photo is the baby one. So yeah, they're like very similar, but complete alter egos of each other. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? That would help so much alongside your maternity posing. Do you feel that? 100%. Feel yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever people say to me, I just, you know, I get stuck, I get stuff. I, I just, I always say to them, go to pages not photographers go to um fashion and mm. um you know ballet any type of performing arts because the way they move their body uh you know you, you might not take the whole pose but just like elements of like noticing how hands are held and you know and they all do that so well don't they so I just would yeah. imagine that would really help um alongside your maternity yeah yeah definitely it's, it's funny because it's got to a point at the moment where I'm starting to experiment more with my maternity photography and like you know be a bit more creative and take people outside and I'm like I'm kind of being able to play around with the maternity photography in the same way that I have previously played around with the dance photography yeah. and it's funny how that kind of that old passion of oh actually yeah I remember how much I love doing this sort of thing like it's kind of yeah. coming back as well yeah and I think almost uh, just remembering back to my pregnancies when, you know, what you used the term just, just previously alter ego. I mm. always felt like that when I was pregnant that mm. I had, I took on an alter ego. I never, I never felt more beautiful 
and more accepting of my body. And it was a little bit of like an alter ego experience. Like I would pose and photograph, like even if it was just self-portraits, but so much more confidently than I ever have mm. without my belly. It's, 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 yeah, it's bizarre. So it um, almost um, a performance aspect to it. I've just felt so great in my skin when I was pregnant. Yeah, I think I think a lot of women feel like that because, I mean, I always say to people that, you know, when you're pregnant, it's like the perfect time to take photos of yourself because you have a clear purpose of the photos. Yeah. You have something to do with your hands and you have something to look at. Yeah. So like everything that people struggle with normally when taking photos of themselves, like it's kind of solved because yeah, you agreed. can just strip it all back. Yeah, and I used to love photographing them while I was pregnant because I could directly um, pose, like show the pose <laughs> with my own mm. I remember that so much, just like going, now put your hand like this. Um, yeah. Now, when I think of you, Susie, aside from being incredibly talented, I also just think of you as such a savvy little businesswoman, and, <laughs> which is why I wanted to get you on talking about this topic because I get asked about it a lot and I dare say if I do that you do. And just to give people a little bit of an insight into outsourcing their businesses, whether it be photography or, or other, because really it's a system, it's creating a streamlined system. So mm. I wanted to ask you what were the signs that told you you needed to go down the path of outsourcing? Like when was the point that you thought, yep, I need help here? I think it was the point that all of my free time, in inverted commas, um, was spent answering emails and sending shoot reminders and doing all the admin behind the business that I couldn't grow anymore because I had no time. I had no time to blog. I had no time to you know, think of something new to do on social media or try new shoot ideas. I was very much just a cog in my business doing everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was the point I was like, right, I feel like I need some help somewhere just to take the pressure off a little bit. Because I, I remember thinking like, you know, all those big companies, even if they're a small company, there's not one person behind it. There is a team. And mm -hmm. if I'm going to grow and if I'm going to reach those levels, then maybe that's something that I need to look at as well. Yeah, sure. So maybe was it the desire to grow that mm. you're needing more time to air it out or was it just... The desire to grow and the desire to have time off. Yes. Because I didn't have any time off. Like I worked no. every weekend. I worked yeah. Monday to Friday. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what was your first go-to? What did you outsource first in the process? Um, at the very start, I kind of, I dabbled in outsourcing a little bit of editing. Um, and I just use, have you heard of the website, The Photographer's Edit? Only, only via you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. So a photographer friend recommended that to me. Um, and I tried that a little bit, but at this point I was like, my business was successful, but I wasn't charging as much as I do now. So there wasn't as much room in my prices for paying out more money on things. Mm, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I still had room in my diary at this point where I could fit more shoots in, whereas now like I completely fully booked sort of thing. Um, so I think I kind of, I played around with it and tried it out a little bit. Um, I mean, this was only like a year and a half Well, no. 18 yeah a year and a half two years ago like just before covid mm -hmm. um and then it was kind of after 
the first lockdown um, that we had here in England, which ended in, was it June 2019? Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out and I was like, post, I posted on my Instagram story, actually. And I kind of, I fell into outsourcing more quite accidentally um, because basically I have an amazing virtual assistant called Lindsay and she was stalking me on Instagram and um, saw me post about how I was like struggling to keep up with things and how, um, yeah, like I was just overwhelmed with how much work I had to do. And she literally slid into my DMs and was like, have you ever heard of virtual assistants? And wow. it went from there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so great. So you didn't even have to go looking for someone. No, well, the funny thing is the day before I'd actually posted on my stories and asked if anyone had any recommendations for people who could help me, um, like not write my blogs, but put them out there. Basically, I love writing and I love writing the blog, but I was just writing it and never getting around to actually posting it out there because it just felt like one more thing to do. It was always at the bottom of my to-do list. Mm. Um, And it just like, it was like fate. The next day she just popped up and I was just like, I literally asked about this yesterday and here you are having not seen it at all. Um, And yeah, it just felt like, yeah. Like it was meant to be that she slid into my DMs. <laughs> yeah, so the VA was the first first part. Yeah, so the first proper part other than the dabbling in the outsourcing, the editing was, yeah, yeah. getting a VA. So yeah. we joke that I um, first hired her for five hours a month um, and I um, she was just going to be doing some blogs for me um, and just getting those out. But as soon as I let go of that first thing, I was like, this is amazing like yeah, take yeah. it all <laughs> Absolutely. We, we so over the yeah we started the yeah day. I was like oh probably just like an hour or two a day for emails and now she does yes. like 40 hours a week and she's mm-hmm. full time and yeah it's amazing because you just start to realize oh if she can do that and like the wheels didn't yeah. completely fall off my business like I envisioned they would once upon yeah. a time I think there's that first fear of letting go isn't there Yeah, definitely. And I think what a lot of photographers worry about is like, oh, like, what if like my clients find feel like I'm not giving them my all because someone else is doing it? And like, what if, yeah, they don't feel as looked after because it's not me contacting them the whole time. And like, I think as long as you find the right person, then that is never an issue because my clients leave my studio saying, thank you so much. It's been so lovely to meet you and say thank you to Lindsay too. So she is much a part of my brand and the experience that I provide my clients as I am now. Um, um, Yeah, because we're very similar people, like we are friends as well as working together. Like I literally message her and talk to her more than my boyfriend. Like we chat all the time and it's as long as you find the right person, then it can really, yeah, take your brand to the next level as well as giving you more time back. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a big misconception that there can be damage done by adding someone and, you know, Mm. oh, what if this and what if that? And I always think, you know, you've got to flip the switch on that because I always just think like when you think about it physically, what you're actually doing is adding a whole nother soul, a whole nother heartbeat into your business. So Mm. that doesn't take away, it only adds. You can't add a whole human and have things taken away in that process it just doesn't work like that so yeah as long as it's the right person 
you are going to find so many benefits. I have the same thing, you know, thank you so much. Oh, and please send my love to Ash. She was so brilliant. Mm. And when I started to get people really complimenting me on her, and that's someone who never meets the client, you know, that's someone who, you know, they might email, talk on the phone, but she's not at the shoot. She doesn't meet them. Yeah. And mm. I think if they can make an impact purely via email, then that's a really wonderful way that they're communicating, you know, our brand and our voice. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And on the flip side of it as well, if anything ever goes wrong, because, you know, we're humans, human error, you just blame it on your assistant and it's great. Yeah. Lindsay always says like, yeah, she's always like, let me take the blame. You know, if anything happens, just say it's on me because yeah, as you say, like she never meets the client. So it's fine yeah. to be like, oh, sorry, there was a bit of a miscommunication there between me and Lindsay. Like, it's fine. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's another kind of fallback within your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the tighter your relationship between you and your assistant or your um, any staff member, the the easier they're able to translate your voice through your business because they just know you mm-hmm. so well. I had the advantage that Ash was a friend of mine for over a decade before she started working with me. So when we, yeah, so I sort of just said, well, she's like, how do you, and I'm like, just talk how I talk. It's just, it's, you know, how I speak. So it's just as if they were, you know, at a girl's lunch, basically we're casual, we're efficient, we're to the point, but we're very friendly and, um, and that's the voice. And she knows me so well that, you know, she's able to translate that through her emails, which I'm always impressed by yeah translate via email like that I think that's a real skill um yeah that was going to lead me into the next question of how you found your little team and who have you got now so you've got Lindsay we love her yeah got Lindsay she does most of the stuff for me and then I have an editor now who is uh, a wedding photographer in the UK um called Joanna she's amazing so she does all my editing for me now um and who else have I got I've got an accountant and a bookkeeper um just because I recently had to go VAT registered which is a complete like nightmare but I yeah I've hired a bookkeeper to help me keep on top of that just because my heart's not in the financial side of the business I don't enjoy doing that so I'd rather pay someone else to do that for me and have those stresses themselves yes absolutely tell me where to sign at the end of the quarter that's all I care yeah yeah literally um yeah I think that's pretty much everyone um I have a couple of um like teenagers who come and help me when I'm doing um sometimes workshops but mostly the styled shoots that I've been doing and they come and help me on those um but yeah it's mainly Joanna my editor Lindsay assistant because she does admin blogs everything like that and then yeah accountant and bookkeeper yeah amazing so we know that you found Lindsay via sliding into the DM. So how did you get in touch with an editor? I find this is hard. Um, I posted on Insta stories actually and asked for, yeah, people who would be interested in doing editing. I actually started doing it because I was using the photographer's edit and I was like, it was, we were just coming out of lockdown um, and with running a baby and family photography business, I have been so like blessed and so lucky in the fact that as soon as the lockdown lifts, I can work again. Whereas a lot of wedding photographers, lockdown mm-hmm. lifts, but they can't work till next year still because everyone has still postponed. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I really, I was like, right, I'm paying all this money for this company in America to edit my photos, but I would actually really love to pay this money to somebody more local to me who it could help them during a time that they're not earning as much money as they should be um so yeah so that's why I kind of asked for someone local and Joe popped up and yeah she is just amazing it's something that she actually did on the side anyway um and she actually came to one of my workshops as well which is really lovely before I'd even hired her she was already booked on to one of my workshops um so just yeah, it just felt right because it was just like, oh, she's already actually invested in me. So like, of course, like I don't you know, there's no questions about me investing in her too. Um, so yeah, and then from then on, she's, yeah, done all of my editing and now she's back to doing weddings and doing my editing. So she is absolutely incredible. <laughs> she's going to be outsourcing it all through now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's such a nice little team. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? I I get asked about the editor a lot because I found mine in a similar way, just like as a connections, like, you know, recommendation through a friend and that's sort of how we got in touch. And it's, um, it's, it's difficult to give the answer of like, well, this is what you do to find someone. It's Mm. just, you just have to talk to people. You just have to put your feels out and, and the relationship is not, uh, well, it wasn't on my side anyway. It, 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 particularly in editing, it's not, a quick handover did you find no yeah so um just on that like say more about that how did you find that experience of handing over and I guess training someone in in a sense to your style and your voice yeah I think because like Joe's style of wedding photography is very me like it's the type of style that I'm drawn to so therefore she kind of like knows she understands we both have the same kind of things that we like um and the style that we like and I mean it was a case of sending her over my presets and then um like yeah her sending back a gallery and me going through and just being like oh I would do this differently this differently and so on um but to be honest that kind of happens every week because Mm. as photographers I think our editing is always slightly evolving we're always tweaking little things and trying Mm. something new and Mm. I always tweak the galleries that come back from her and I like doing that because basically you know when you've spent like um hours in front of the gallery editing it and like you just kind of lose it you can't see it anymore you can't see what you're changing and whether it's good and then if you go away and you come back the next day you look at it and you're like oh that's what I needed to change and that is kind of how I feel with outsourcing my editing in that that like that whole kind of time that I would have spent going to and fro fiddling around with things Joe does all that for me I see the finished product and I'm like okay I'm just going to quickly warm it up slightly or I'm just going to drop the saturation down slightly like I know exactly what I need to do to just mm. do that extra finishing touch to mm. it and yeah I actually only do that bit on the images that the clients have ordered um so for example um she i send her the lightroom gallery she puts my preset on it and she exports the watermarked photos that i put in the online galleries for the client the client places the order i send the photos off that have been ordered back to joe and she does like a very light skin smoothing layer then they come back to me and then that's the stage that i actually look at them and i do any final little tweaks or anything like that or i might even try a completely like not completely different but a slightly different edit on them um if I want to, but because I've kind of been aware of those photos as they go through, I kind of know exactly how I want them to end up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever done it where you've sent a photo 
a photo order to a client and then like two months later you've seen them post on Instagram you're just like oh I wish I'd done that I wish I'd tweaked yeah. that slightly yeah. or brightened it up a little bit and like it kind of feels like I get that before I've even sent it to the client because yeah there's someone else's eyes on it does that make any yeah, sense <laughs> it really does and I think I think other photographers will, will nod along to that I think the going back and the and the coming back and revisiting and things looking different the next time is is just I feel like everyone feels like that so mm. that I think is the app is the reason that holds people back from outsourcing the editing because mm. they can't understand how they can't touch each aspect Whereas what you've really explained is that someone can get you to the 98% mm-hmm. and you, you, it's still never completely untouched. You know, it's yeah. okay that you get something back and make a minimal tweak. That doesn't make your outsourcing cost uh, unnecessary or mm-hmm. less valuable. We're the same. Um we have two a two step process. So someone who prepares the gallery, then um, we then once it's ordered, it goes to someone else for retouching, who does mm. all the more fine, you know, detailed things that she's really great at doing. Um, but yeah, it's not um, just because we don't make a little tweak in the process as we pass it from one to the other. It doesn't mean that the whole process is broken. Mm. I think the idea that that people think, oh well, one, when I outsource my editing, I never see it again. It's like, well, you do, and you you still have that final say and that creative say Uh, but I think my advice would be when you're outsourcing your editing is that relationship you're in that for the long haul in the beginning Mm. especially laying the foundations and being very uh, hypercritical of little tiny things right from the beginning because if you're going to go in and go oh that's okay I'll let that go oh I won't say anything about that it's like you really have to put your critical eye on and pull up every little thing that you don't like in order yeah. to lay the foundation originally, which is very time consuming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you could relate it to like um, a newspaper, like just because the editor makes changes to the article doesn't mean he should write it himself. Yeah. Like, he's got writers for that. So like, yeah, it's really important to be open with them and be honest because they're not going to take it personally. It's not their work. They are doing a job for you and you have hired them. So it's absolutely okay to say, oh, that's not quite right. Um, and sometimes I might say that to Joe. I might be like, oh, next time can you do this or like drop the grain down or something like that? And she'll be like, oh, do you want me to re-edit the gallery? And I'm like, no, it's fine. I've done it. It's fine. Um, but it's just for next time sort of thing. So yes, I think, exactly. yeah, as long as you can have that relationship where you're really open and honest with them, um, then yeah, it's when you don't tell them things and then you might start to resent them, but they have no idea you're starting to resent them because they have no idea that nothing's wrong. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's a process for sure. For sure. And I think that's the most common thing. I tried and it didn't work is what I hear a lot. I tried and mm. it didn't work. It must have been the wrong person. And, of course, maybe that is a possibility. It could have been the wrong person. But also how you manage someone, they're only as good as how you manage them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they've got all the greatest editing skills in the world but you never communicate what it is that you want or mm-hmm. like or don't like, then it's no one's fault but your own. It's something that you have to carve out time to nurture, I think. So 
Definitely. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is waiting until they get busy to outsource because it takes time it takes a lot of time there's a lot of to and fro you really have to get really deep into your business and how your systems work and you'll end up changing things and making it possible for someone else to come in and if you're kind of anticipating that you know this time next year you're going to be twice as busy as you are now then I would say you need to be doing getting an outsource team together within like six months you know you need to get the ball rolling before you don't have the time to get them on board. Yeah, absolutely. The time and the patience. And mm. I think that's when everything kind of self, you know, destructs. Is It's like I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm worn out, I need help. You know, two seconds later the help isn't what you thought it was. You give up, you pull back on bookings, and then that growth is is never able to come to fruition because it was mm. all too hard basket because you weren't in the headspace to allow the time to nurture the relationships. So uh, I guess, um, you know, maybe this isn't the right term of being hands off because we've just noticed that it's a little bit, there's a little bit of a touch point there with you. But how long did it take for you to become, um, to be able to kind of leave your editing alone for the majority until that last point? And then also with um, with Lindsay, kind of leave her to your client experience fully. How long does, how long did that take for you? Um, the editing was quicker because I don't actually enjoy editing. It's not my thing. It's not why I do photography. Um, it's kind of just one of the have tos to kind of make it more me, if that makes sense. Like I don't, I don't hate it, but it's not something that I enjoy that much. I think I'm too much of a perfectionist, and I end up going back and forth too much and getting frustrated when I can't make it look exactly how it looks in my brain. Um, so that was a lot quicker um that probably took me like a couple of months to just be like okay I'm not even going to look through the watermarked photos before I upload them to the gallery yeah Um, I'm just going to pop them up and I say to clients like you know the they've just had a first edit on them so the final images like will be tweaked slightly and perfected um so the clients know that they could change slightly um and to be honest they don't even notice anyway I don't think that's um everyone goes I can't believe these aren't finished yet like, yeah. oh, that's because we're pedantic and we're perfectionists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what to do? They're like, to do. Yeah, they're like, oh, can I have them now? And I'll have them unedited. I'm like, no, you can wait. <laughs> um, and then with Lindsay, it probably took a little bit longer, but it's very much been a journey with her where she takes on something else every like few months. So she very much started out just doing vlogs. Um, and then she took on my client journey. Then she took on my emails and inquiries. Um, and now anything that I find that I'm just like, oh, Lindsay can do this. I chuck over to her as well. So it probably took six months to start giving her more, um, like things that previously I would have been like, absolutely not. I'm not letting someone else email about my clients. Now I'm just like, Lindsay, can you just email this person for me? Because <laughs> I don't have the brain space to get into my emails. Um so yeah. so yeah I mean now literally I will literally give her anything and I know that she will do probably a better job than I would do if I had to do it all whilst being really stressed yeah absolutely and that's that's another thing that you mentioned briefly before about oh um is this going to be a bad thing that I'm not talking to my clients and at this point uh even if they wanted to talk to me they probably could but it would be 48 
hours plus later mm-hmm. after sending the email. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, is that the service that you want to provide mm. just so that they can hear directly from you on an email that's typed? It's not you calling them. Or is it more efficient for them to get a reply, you know, within a couple of hours that answers their questions, it's to the point and can always be revised later. So if there's other questions that they can't, your assistant can't answer straight away, at least that they've got the bulk of the email, you know, um, dealt with. So yeah. for me, efficiency is is much higher on my um my value list than well mm-hmm. it has to be me. And then, you know, putting up on Instagram, sorry guys, I can't get back to my emails today I think oh well you could <laughs> it's just that yeah. you need to you need to like just have that trust element and and let go a little bit um because I think even an automated email is better than nothing <laughs> you know yeah I, I just think at, we live in a time where people do want to hear back um a lot quicker than than we sometimes think yeah definitely so, I think the the social media aspect and the whatsapp and everything has made people think like you know oh, if I don't get reply straight away, have they got my email? Like, mm. do they want to get back to me? And like, I think when I see people posting on their stories saying like, sorry guys, I haven't got time to get back to emails. It's kind of just like, you've got clients sat there who are thinking of investing hundreds of pounds with you and you've just told them that they're not a priority. Yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. something that you really need to look at if you're struggling to get back to them and get some help because yeah. it's all about the experience. Yeah, I think if you can't get back to emails the same day, so if you get an email at 9am and you it's, you know, 5pm and you haven't gotten back to them and mm. a lot of us are shooting during those hours, you know, that's when we do newborns and then for those of us that are mothers, then we finish that session yeah. and we pick up our kids and we do mm-hmm. dinner about bed and it's not till, you know, 8, 9 o'clock and then, you know, then your kids get bigger and you've got sport and you've got this and that and, and then before you know it, it's not till the next day and I think... um. Yeah, I think that's where we can really up the ante on our service and just the professionalism in general um, mm. is it just, yeah, because by the time you haven't replied, you know, somebody else may have. Yeah. So, you know, looking at um, you've got two team members that are virtual, uh, mm. do they know each other? Do you, is there a way that you sort of foster uh, a team environment amongst the two of them or just more sort of towards between you and that one individual or do, how do you how do you keep up sort of that team morale when you've got virtual um, help um so you've actually just made me realize that I've completely forgotten to mention someone else that I use for outsourcing ah! <laughs> sorry Holly that I forgot to mention you, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's because so literally like uh maybe a month ago I bought someone on board to help with my social media so I have a social oh, media yeah. girl called Holly as well who is amazing but she does my education social media um so I do all of my uh photography social media and she does the posts for me on my education one because I found that I it was slipping Mm. and because that's a business that I'm building up at the moment like it was really important to me that it was being posted on more regularly so Holly who does my uh, education social media and she also does my Pinterest as well because I just didn't have time to learn how to do that so she does all that for me yeah 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 um so her and Lindsay know each other. She actually um, does some work for Lindsay as like one of her associates now. So it's really lovely with them. I can be like, um, Holly, ask Lindsay to send you the graphic for the uh, podcast episode that's out this week. 
And like, it's one less thing I have to do because like Lindsay's doing one part of it and then Holly's posting about it. And I'm like, guys, just go sort it out between yourselves. And that's amazing because yeah, it's a whole nother kind of to and fro conversation because otherwise Lindsay would send me the graphic. I would have to send it to Holly like via email or Dropbox so that it was high res rather than just via WhatsApp. And like, it's a whole nother, I find it really hard to take on like these other like mental jobs that remembering to do them. Like they just slip out of my brain completely. So the fact that they know each other and that they work together, I can be like, just ask them yourselves. And like when I first said that, I was like, is it okay that you just go direct to Lindsay? But like now it's just like, great. Yeah, go and do it. And it's so helpful. Absolutely. And that's, that's like my editor and art, essentially Ash yeah. sending things to ed- the editor and retrieving them back and she does all that. That's amazing. And, um, so now if there's a problem with an order, instead of it coming yeah. to me, I, you know, she'll say, oh, this came back wrong or a print came back damaged and then uh, then she can tell Ash, Ash can tell the client there's been a delay and they can just sort it out without me even knowing. Um, amazing. It's so much more efficient because if I'm shooting and I'm not getting yeah. back to it hours later – you know, there's just such a lost lag of time there. And for me to then get mm. my phone to see the message to then tell Ash, et cetera. So it's much better. And I found that them being in touch with one another, um, it does really help with that team feeling, even though mm. they're virtual. So Ash yeah. is physically in the office three days a week, but the, everybody else is virtual. So the fact that they actually have, a, you know, a, a conversation trail between them is nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How do you find it as well with Ash being actually in your office? Because obviously Lindsay is virtual. Um, I mean, she doesn't live that far away and we do go for like dinner and stuff occasionally. But um, yeah, how do you find it having Ash in your office? Do you think it's better than virtual? Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, you know, it's just, um, I think it's the things that you wouldn't bother picking up the phone about but you just yeah. sitting there and you can just have the banter about it. Yeah. So you might not, you know, even though she works virtually, she would, you know, work her own hours. I never really knew if she was at the computer, if I had a thought, you know, did I want to call her? You know, I might hesitate. Whereas when she's sitting next to me, I can just say to her, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? Do you think this is a good idea? Hey, look at this. You know, uh, and it's she also, I feel, gets to know the clients better because as we're looking at client images, you know, I'll bring up information about the shoot and I'll be like, oh, she loved this or how cute's this little one. Or, and I think she just feels more involved in general and more invested mm. in the business, which I think is always going to be of benefit. Um, but it's great because when we, we get to, we brainstorm a lot more. I find brainstorming yeah. with pen and paper or a whiteboard so much more uh, involved and productive than doing something over the phone. So mm. I've found that she's integrated into my business on a deeper level by being next to each other for sure. And yeah. now that we have the office space, the next thing that we're going to offer is for people to come in and try the wardrobe on while we're working here. So that mm. will generally be Ash working here because once we're out of lockdown, I'll be back at shooting. But on the days that she's actually here, she can get people to just come in and then obviously she'll be able to meet them as well, which will be so mm. nice. So, yeah, there's other things that can come from it. Um, And, you know, she comes on retreats with me. She gets to know all the girls, you know, on the education side of things. So, yeah, I do think it does add another layer for sure. Mm. And I've just been really enjoying having a, you know, a a physical team member. For the first time since I worked in studios, there's someone else at the desk. It's so nice. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's lush. 
Yeah, it's so good. Um, so what I was going to ask you next is would you have done any of it sooner and why? Um, I don't think so because I don't think I was ready. Yeah. I think it's something that, yeah, you've got to be ready for. And I think for me, the biggest drive behind outsourcing was not only having time off and being able to be more on top of my work, but I was also building another business. So earlier on, before lockdown, I didn't even know that I was going to build an education business. It was never on my vision board. It was never something that I kind of had really thought about that much. And then it suddenly, it was like just before lockdown happened, I was starting to do the mentoring and starting to realize that I really love teaching. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until lockdown I had the time to spend on researching and building products and everything like that, that I was like, actually, yeah, this is something that would really complement my business really well and give me more time freedom back in my life. Um, so I think, yeah, outsourcing kind of came hand in hand with that in the sense that I would, wouldn't have been able to build this business without having that time back um, yeah. from getting help. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's so important. If there's any other projects, I mean, that's just, you just need time. Like you can't mm. really essentially outsourcing is buying time back. That's all it is, mm. you know, regardless of what the task is that you're getting done. It's what's the value you place on having free time that you yeah. can go on and do the things that you're much better at um, or simply having free time, which is also incredibly valuable. Yes. <laughs> Not just. <laughs> Always yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice that I can go away for a week and clients are still getting replied to and my business is still running, but I'm not there. Yeah, absolutely. That's the goal, isn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. So uh, what would you encourage other people to look out for when considering outsourcing, maybe what you would suggest to happen first or just any other little tips and tricks to do with that? I think um, a good place to start is editing and blog posts because it's something that, I mean, blog posts, like obviously they are personal to your business, but like they're not a kind of essential cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of just like an extra thing that can help boost your business and your um, SEO and everything like that. Um, and then editing as much as that is really personal to your business, if you've got presets, then someone else can do it. Um, and it's actually really interesting to see someone else's kind of version of how you edit as well. And actually that can kind of open your eyes to ways of doing things that you might not thought of before as well. Um, but yeah, I think those two things are quite good because you can kind of still have the control over them before you then put them out into the world. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas obviously emails, if they're emailing your client straight away, that email has already gone to the client before you've read it. Whereas blog posts, you can read it first before it gets posted and editing, you can, you know, look at it and tweak yeah. it first. Um, so I think those are probably yeah. the easiest starting points. Yeah, amazing. So good. Oh, you're so clever, Susie. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
hopefully we've demystified that topic a little bit for, for everyone listening because it is, oh, I guess get asked so many times, but I think my takeaways from listening to you would be definitely being patient. I think those mm. time frames are really realistic and I think most people would think that that's too long, whereas um, yeah. it's just that's a realistic time frame to integrate someone into your business that you have spent all the time building. Uh, so definitely once you wrap your head around something taking potentially three to six months, it's like you need to start before you're crazy, yeah. <laughs> not, um, not afterwards. All right, yeah. so we're just going to finish on a few little fun surprise questions. Oh, how exciting. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, Susie, who would you love to photograph most? If you could photograph anyone so they can be alive or dead, but who would you Ooh. love to have in front of your camera? Oh, that's such a big question. I've actually never thought of that. Um, you? Not in, like, bigger terms. Like, obviously, yeah. I've thought of, like, who is pregnant right now, who I would love <laughs> to get behind my camera yeah. and I like slide into their DMs and never get anything back. But if you don't try, you didn't get right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? I would actually love, this is more kind of generic rather than a singular person, but I haven't ever done a maternity shoot with a ballet dancer. Oh, that was that. Oh my gosh, something... you haven't? That's no. like, too... yeah, you need to do that. I do, yeah. So I think that would be really cool because that would really bring together kind of the start of my photography journey with where I'm at now. Yeah, um, amazing. I'm going to be with yeah. you start stalking the ballerinas. Yeah, any ballerinas that are pregnant, pop me a message. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so now who would you have lunch with if it could be anyone? Beyonce. Oh, amen. Can I come? Yeah. Yes. Let's let yeah, <laughs> let's have a threesome with Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. Uh what trait do you most admire in people? Drive? Is that a trait? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love it when people come up with an idea and they just do it. And it yeah. drives me insane when people say, Oh, I wish I could do this and I'm like, Well, why aren't you doing it? Like yeah. I That's I love people. Like you. Yeah, I think because oh, yeah, <laughs> I think some people just funny around too much, and I'm just like, you're never gonna get there if you don't do it. So you know, there's no better time than doing it now. So I think I love it when I see that drive in other people, where like they come up with something and they just do it. They don't think too much about it. They don't overthink. They just kind of push forward, especially if it's something that's kind of going to help them grow or grow their business or Agreed. make them more money or give them more time back. Like just do it. Just do it is the, yeah, that's the tagline, right? It's the, it is, yeah. Okay, we'll do it then. I think that's probably the most rewarding thing when you, you know, in when you go into that education space, when people listen to something and you teach something and they mm-hmm. just go and do it. I just yeah. find nothing more rewarding than you yeah. know, someone saying, okay, I did what you said and this is what's happened and we've just, I just did it. And you can yeah. always tell when people, you know, come back with a million questions and reasons as to why they can't do that. Um, and I just, I just look at those people that go, okay, cool. I'm going to go do it. And I just think, oh my God, I love that so much. Yeah. So admirable. Yeah. Cause sometimes people are their own block. They come up with excuses of why it's not working or why they can't do it. And it's just like, well, make it work you can you can do it just it's the way that you approach it as much as it is what you know as well yeah a hundred percent I totally on yeah totally with you on that one I love that trait in people Mm. all right last question 
what would you say to 10-year-old Susie? Oh, um, probably like it will all pay off um, because I I struggled with friendships when I was younger um, and I like, got bullied a little bit and I was kind of a bit of a nerd at school and like my parents were amazing. They always kind of pushed me to do really well. Um, and you know, had loads of extracurricular stuff and everything like that. And like, I did really well in exams and like, I've realized that all of that has come together to like, kind of help me have this personality where I am quite driven and I will just do things without overthinking it too much and just putting the work in isn't an issue for me because I've kind of been brought up that way so I think it's like you know you might resent having to spend so much time like on school stuff and learning and everything but it really will all pay off in the future yeah maybe that's a little bit where the forsake all others or not worrying about other people's opinion comes in for you you know yes I think that's something that confidence for me I think I lacked confidence so much until I was kind of 22 23 maybe and then it's just kind of grown ever since yeah like I was quite not a shy child I wasn't shy but I lacked confidence in myself and I'd always be looking at what someone else was wearing or what they were doing or the way they were like speaking or doing their hair I was always so influenced by other people that I think it's that's would be telling myself yeah it'd be telling myself that I would get to that point where I would be happy with who I am in the way that I am Mm, yeah and when you've got really supportive parents and you're you're sort of thinking to yourself all right well I'm just really good at school and that's just what I'm going to do and even if you were insecure there would have been a piece there that said oh well this is just what I'm doing so yeah I think yeah that takes practice and whether you're doing it consciously or unconsciously um, the more evidence we have that, you know, we do those things and we get good grades or whatever the reward is, the mm. easier it is to do. So, yeah, I wonder whether that had a bit to do with, you know, how you are now in terms of making a decision and just doing it. Probably, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, my boyfriend um, always like, basically, I always have this phrase, I'm just like, oh, it'll be all right. <laughs> He's always just like, you're always saying it'll be all right. Like, because I just don't think about what could go wrong. I just kind of do it and I think that has helped me loads because I'm just like oh I know it goes tits up it'd be fine we'll find something else to do instead (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely there really isn't yeah and especially in terms of what we do like what is the worst that Mm. can happen you know um yeah that's the other thing I mean I've never ever photographed weddings but I always just think Mm. to myself if the absolute worst gonna happen what's the worst that's gonna happen is I'm not gonna like the photos and I can just take them again like there isn't yeah. actually, like if that's the worst thing that can happen in my job, like mm-hmm. I always I always just say to my husband, well, I'm not curing cancer. You know, I'm not cutting mm. people open. Like I know it sounds like, you know, extreme, but I'm like that that's a job where things can go wrong. Like my job isn't. Yeah. It's, it's Literally. like the, the, the risk is so low <laughs> and yeah. it's a lovely job that I, I just can't get myself to a point where I stress about it because yeah. I compare my job to other people's jobs and I go, oh, this is like really on the, like we're on the surface here having an awesome time, you know. Yeah. And we're putting yeah. beautiful dresses on and we're connecting and it's all about 
you know, love and, and goodness and, you know, um, so yeah, I just, I, I struggle to kind of get too bogged down in the hard of it all because I just don't think it is that hard. Literally. I think like the worst thing that could happen with us is that we'd have to give someone their money back. Yeah. That's it. That's the worst thing. That, yeah, exactly. You know, a bad, a bad review and a refund. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good going when you think about what can happen to businesses and um, where yeah. things can go wrong in life. I think, no, it's fine. Just, yeah, having the confidence. I like what you said about, it's all, what did you say? It's all good. No, that's very odd. I've It'll be all right. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right. Yeah, we're like, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it was such a joy chatting to you, Susie. Always is. Thank you, Sophie. Always love to chat to you. Well, oh, yes, Lush, that's right. I've got to integrate that into my new vocab. I've oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I forget that you don't say it over there. No, I know. And every time, and you write it and you say it, and every time I'm like, yeah, I need to bring that here, Lush. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't sound as good with our accent. All right, lovely. Thank you so, so much for the chat and all your beautiful knowledge, and I'll chat to you soon, no doubt. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye, lovely.